Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, it is Leslie Lois Unfiltered back with you for week six of the Bachelor recap. Can't believe it's already week six. Now, uh, I know that there has been a lot of controversy about stuff happening outside of the actual show, uh, but in things that have been discovered and things that have been said. Oh my gosh. So uh, I'm not going to talk about any of that because I don't think a, it's my place to say anything. And also, I have so much to talk about with the actual show that happened last night. So let's just get right into it. Uh, my friend Jasmine could not uh, join me this week, but she will be back next week. Uh, so I can't wait to catch up with her on what she thinks of everything going on. So when we last left The Bachelor... Heather had walked into the cocktail party and made a beeline to where Matt was talking with Piper and basically interrupted them. So it turns out that her best friend is Hannah Brown. You remember Hannah, you know, from she had her own season, blah, blah, blah. Well, obviously, she's really good friends with Tyler, you know, and they hung out a lot during the quarantine and stuff. And and Matt was there. So Matt really got to know Hannah, really respects her and likes her and stuff well I don't know why she waited but she basically I guess she went to Heather's house and was like oh my god you guys would be perfect like perfect together you share very similar values and you know and Heather's saying a guy like you does not come along very much very often so I just felt like I needed to take the chance but I'm thinking why did you wait so long why wouldn't Hannah have said something to you earlier about this? Because you guys were in quarantine for a while, so the shooting of this season got delayed anyway. So, um, I mean, I question that a lot, right? And so Matt's thinking, well, I mean, I trust Hannah, and until I'm engaged, I need you know to explore other relationships because you never know, right? What if type thing. And so I'm thinking, oh, great, she's going to get a rose. So he goes off. And kind of ponders everything. And so in the meantime, Heather goes back to the other girls. And they just, they attack. Because they're really mad. Because this is week six now. Next week is hometown dates already. And so I get why they're, why they're mad. Because they're like, are you ready to take him home to your family? And for an engagement in a few weeks? Because that's what, where, where it is. And people were not holding back with her. And she ended up just kind of walking away. Because she was so, like, they were jumping on her. I don't think, I mean... They could have been much meaner, I have to say, compared to, like, especially what has gone on in that house this season. I actually thought they were not as bad as they could be. But, yeah, it's tough when you walk in there. But what did she expect, honestly? Like, <laughs> I think she would have felt kind of the same way. And so she's in a different room by herself. And Chris comes out to talk to Matt. And Matt's, like, you know, obviously overwhelmed. And, you know, he still has some thinking to do. And so we don't know exactly what he's thinking, but he walks into where Heather is by herself. And he actually said, um, you know, he's like, I don't know if this like could work this far into the process. 
and he's already having feelings, strong feelings. He's falling in love with a couple of the women that are already there, and he really needs to follow his heart. So I love what he said this, though, and I appreciate that he said that. He said, in relationships, your words carry a lot of weight, and your actions carry even more. And I love that he said that, you know, and so because he had told the women uh, before Heather got there that he felt like his wife was in that room. And so I think he thought about that and basically kind of was like, yeah, there's no way that I'm going to be able to determine whether she's, you know, it's too, too late in this, in the season for her to come on board. And so he sends her home, which I, I, I appreciated, you know, and I have to say he did go back right after and address the women uh, and apologized to them and even said, you know, Piper, you, you were in the middle of a conversation with me and it was rude for to be interrupted. Let's go talk. So he goes to talk to her and they get that settled. Then they go to the rose ceremony. So Chelsea and Serena, there's two Serenas, but um, the one Serena who's a flight attendant, I think, who's been one of the mean girls, she, they both got sent home. I liked Serena. Uh, I, I mean, I liked Chelsea. Serena, not so much. <laughs> so I was happy to see her go. So now there's two more one-on-one dates before the hometown dates, right? So Abigail's still there. She got the first impression rose. Her and, uh, and Jessica are the last two women that have not gotten any one-on-one dates. So I'm thinking, okay, they're both going to get one this week. So the first date card comes and freaking Serena, the other Serena, who already had a one-on-one date, gets another one. I was like, what the hell? I was really pissed off about that because I, I feel like at this point, is he stringing Abigail along? He keeps on you know, reassuring her when they're together, but it's super frustrating. I can't imagine for her how frustrating this was. And and it's like, wait a minute, what? You're going to give somebody else a date? She hasn't had one one-on-one date with you yet. Um, so I'm like, okay, there's there's still another one-on-one date. Let's see what happens. So they go and do some tantric yoga. And uh, Matt's totally into this and stuff. And it looked like, I mean, Serena is very flexible, I have to say. But she's, like, not into this at all. You could tell. Like, she's not a very overly affectionate person, she admitted, especially in public. And so she was really uncomfortable with this whole thing. And Matt, you know, asked her afterwards, and uh, like, how it was, like, how she liked it. And she actually did say, she's like, I hated it. Like, I would never do that again type of thing. Explained because, she, you know, she doesn't really show a lot of emotion. And, uh, you know, and this is a tougher process for her, you know, it takes longer for her. And I'm thinking, okay, like there just didn't seem to be a whole lot of chemistry there. And I think that that was bothering Matt. So I'm thinking, okay, well maybe he'll send her home. So at dinner, he keeps telling her how into her he is. And she does tell him that she's falling for him. I just don't see it. Cause at one point when they were doing the yoga or something or talking about it, he kind of leaned in for a kiss and, she kind of pulled away and I'm like, uh, hello, red flag there. And so I was kind of baffled when he gave her the rose, like he's meeting her family. And I just don't see that at all. Especially after that date, I thought it was very well weird. So now they have the group date and freaking Abigail 
is on the group date. And I was, at that point, I was yelling. I'm like, God, come on, man. Like, this is fucking ridiculous. This is so, like, I just, I was so angry for her. You know, she's so sweet and she's been waiting and she really does think that there's a connection there. And then he, like, doesn't give her a one-on-one date. Why, why are you keeping her around if you're not going to do that? You know, I was just so mad about this. And so uh, basically their group date was a cocktail party where he got to sit and talk with everyone because obviously there's a lot on the line. It's hometown dates. Okay. So he talks to Bree first and she opens up and tells him honestly that, you know, she had to resign from her job and it was her dream job to be there. And that's how seriously she's taking this and she wants to find love and she thinks she can find it with him, you know, and she talked about how scary that was because she was raised by a single mom who sacrificed a lot for her. And here she gets her dream job and she gave it up for this shot at love, you know, so she was very open to him. And then Abigail comes in and talks to him and, you know, and she says, look, you know, I can see a future with you and lays her heart out on the line for him and stuff. And he was like, yeah, I gave you the first impression rose and stuff. But this is his reasoning, basically saying, and I thought that was uh, like I had such, I don't know, like, like trust. I don't know if it was trust or whatever he had in their relationship that he thought it was an okay for him to go explore other relationships. And because of that, he now has formed stronger relationships with the other women. And so he doesn't think that they can get there at this point. I'm like, well, that's your fault. Like, that is totally on you. Like, how crappy does Abigail feel at this point? I was so mad at him. Like, I have really respected him and and liked a lot of his choices and how he's handled a lot of stuff. He handled this like crap. I think it was BS what he said to her, and I feel like he did. He strung her along this whole time. I, I really, I would love 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 to see her as the bachelorette and I felt so bad for her because um when they walked out when he walked around and stuff and she's in the in the car driving away oh my broke my heart she said she said it seems that um I make men realize what they want next in a relationship but it's not with her Oh my gosh, I just got like a knife through the heart. I was so, I was yelling at the TV and screaming. I don't think I'm the only one either based on what I'm seeing on social media and stuff and the people talking about, about how weird it is and how he, he treated her just, oh, I was so, oh, see, I'm so mad about that. (laughs) And then he talks to Rachel and tells her again how he's, when he's not around her, he thinks about her. She makes him smile. Like he lights up when he sees her. And he seems to sometimes tell the same the women the same thing, you know. So Kit then talks to, to Matt as well. And she uh, tells him, you know, before she's ready to settle down and get married, there's some deal breakers for her that she won't compromise on. Like she wants to finish school. She wants to travel. She wants to figure out her career path. Then maybe get married and have kids at like 25 or 26. She's 21, by the way. And he seems to be like, okay with all of that. Like, yeah. Anyway, uh, so he ends up giving Rachel the group date rose, which, of course, the other girls are devastated. And then he goes, okay, well, I have plans for the rest of the night. So Rachel and I are going to leave. And she's like, what? And all the other girls are like, huh? Yeah, so they go to a little private concert with Aloe Black. 
just the two of them. And the other girls are most, a lot of them, you know, they're crying and stuff because obviously this is a really important date for them. And, you know, they all thought they had these big connections with him. And then he goes and does that again, a little crappy move. Like I'm starting to go, okay, come on now. Now, Matt is back at his place after this whole thing. And Kit shows up at his door and she tells him that she's falling for him and she let her guard down. But she thought that by now she would have more clarity about them as a couple. But Hometown Dates isn't for really finding clarity. She should already know what she wants. And I don't think she's ready to commit. I agree. I think she's kind of too young. She hasn't figured out who she is yet. And good for her for realizing that. And she basically says, I'm going home. So good for her. So now that's another person that leaves. So now we have the one-on-one date with Jessica Jessica. Jessica Jessica. <laughs> I always butcher her name. I feel so bad. Anyway, she gets the first, the last one and one, right? Which annoyed me. Uh, but they get to, uh, I guess it's called drift in a car. It was basically, I, it, you know, it's kind of like stunt racing where you like go really fast and then turn the brakes on. And you're skidding all over the place in circles. And, you know, so they get to kind of do that kind of stuff with it's a, a adrenaline rush when they both seem to have a good time. And she's thinking... Jessica uh, is thinking that she has, like, this is great. Everything is going great with them. And at dinner, she tells him that she's falling in love with him. But this is what really pissed me off, though. Matt starts to tell her that, you know, thank you for being so patient with not getting a one-on-one till now, one-on-one date till now. And but yet he didn't give that same opportunity to Abigail. So screw you, Matt, right now. And but he because he waited so long to give her a one-on-one date, he uh, he's has more attachment and um, has more strong feelings for the other women than with her. And he doesn't think that they can get there at this point. Well, no shit, Sherlock. Ah, I was so annoyed by that. So he sent her home, which I wasn't totally shocked by. But I'm like, that's on you, dude. Again, I just, oh, it just made me so mad. <sighs> so at the rose ceremony, uh, I was, I di- had no idea. I really didn't know who was going to get the rose. The only thing we knew for sure is that Serena and Rachel both have roses. And only uh, two more girls are going to get the roses because we're down to the final four. So Bree gets the first rose and there's one more left. And it's between Michelle and Piper. At this point, I'm thinking... Piper probably will go home and that's exactly what happened but again I don't know if because of editing or what but they like he just walked her out to the car and put her in the car and said goodbye I'm thinking uh hello like is no like no explanation I don't know if they just didn't show it or what's going on but that was kind of weird that you like she made it to the top five and then you just take her to the car and put her in there and say goodbye like don't say why I would think she needs closure I need closure <laughs> on that and my girl Abby who I really would love to see as the next bachelorette but I don't know if that's going to happen oh my gosh it really made me mad last night I got when I got done watching I went in the kitchen and and he's like and my husband was like did you enjoy the bachelor and I'm like no <laughs> I'm like he sent my girl home and it was crappy the way he did it it really really was crappy the way he he sent her home, and I'm just so not happy with it. So we've got hometown dates next week. It looks like something major is going to happen. I'm not exactly sure what, but 
Now I'm just curious to see who they're going to name as the next Bachelorette. We've heard rumors that it could be Kate. I would love to see Abigail, though some people think she might be too boring. I don't think she is. We just didn't get to see much of her personality. And I read someplace today that somebody else is feeling this way. This way, too, is that we really aren't seeing a lot of these in-depth conversations with Matt and these girls that he's formed these strong relationships with. I think it's because they've been so interested in the drama in the house that they've had to edit out a lot of the other stuff that probably would make us go, okay, I can, I can see that connection with him. But, uh, I think that's all editing, right? (sighs) Anyway, so that's, uh, my take. I was not happy. Um, Matt has gone down a number of notches in my book after the way he treated Abigail. I think he just strung her along and it was really frustrating to watch. And he's to blame on that one. She did nothing wrong. Not that, you know, he said she, he didn't say she did, but still, I, I, I think he dropped the ball big time on that. All right. What are your comments? What are your thoughts? Who do you think of the final four? I mean, my girl that I picked from the start, Abigail is not in the top four. Um, I'm thinking Serena will be the next to go. So I think the final three will be Rachel, Bree and Michelle. So that's my prediction on what happens for next week. Let me know what you think. Please subscribe. And I really appreciate it. I want your feedback. Uh, And thanks for listening. And I will talk to you on the next Leslie Lois Unfiltered. Out. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.